Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. You are God's, little g. You are God's because you came from God. When I read in the Bible where he says, I am, I just smile and say, yes, I am too. Why do people have such a fit about God calling his man little gods? God came from heaven, became a man, made man into little gods. We have the potential and the capacity through a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ to know God, but that does not mean we are God. The Bible is very clear. There is only one God, and he will not share his glory with another. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio bringing you celebrity news, entertainment, and gossip. Well, it's not officially gossip because we might attach a Bible verse to the story, (laughs) or not, like a lot of Christian morning shows. Let's get to it, shall we? Did you see the new movie? No, I'm not talking about Elvis. That comes out this weekend, Silly Rabbit Lightyear. Jimmy, I know that you went to see it with the kids. No, wait, you were lying out at the beach. Welcome back. Thank you. Not Cotter. I (laughs) hope you were wearing sunblock. Well, it was hot. It was extremely hot. No. It was. On a beach in June? (laughs) Yeah. I I realized. Florida or wherever you were? Where you were in Georgia? Myrtle Beach. That's what I said. Yeah, that's right. I realized that we're not, uh, it's not global. We don't have global warming anymore. We've got what? We've officially moved to global melting. It is definitely a melter right now in the Southwest. It is all over the country, to be honest. And speaking of melting, how's about these fiery words? Thank you very much. From Chris Evans. Apparently, Tim Allen was booked. Couldn't do the voiceover for the new Lightyear movie, which features a kiss between two women. Apparently, it passes by pretty fast, but it is there nevertheless as we continue to feel the bombardment of a progressive society. Chris Evans, in response to those Christians who have a problem with a children's movie or any movie for that matter, portraying a romantic kiss between two women, called us idiots. We're dinosaurs, and we just need to be ignored. What are we hearing these days? What has been on the heart of believers for a long time? It's just now socially acceptable to say such things. Remember, we tolerate everyone but Christians. So he's going to ignore us. What you choose to do with the Lightyear movie is up to you. More celebrity entertainment. Did we slap a Bible verse on that so it's not just gossip, Jimmy? I, I don't think so. Not yet. I think Chris needs some wisdom from Proverbs. There, we got that's, we got it done. That's it. Now we are cruising like a morning show here, <laughs> baby. Bill Maher, on occasion like a blind knife that finds a squirrel in the drawer twice a day, he, he appears in my feed, he pops up, and sometimes I watch, other times don't, because I don't care to watch his entire program, but sometimes the titles are pretty intriguing to me. Bill Maher, a fellow in Hollywood, had some, now that, let me remind you, this is Bill Maher, had some words for his compatriots, which is probably a good 
good descriptor these days, his compatriots in Hollywood regarding guns. And finally, new rule. Now that we live in an age of uber corporate responsibility where every large company in America bends over backwards to get on the politically correct side of every issue, Hollywood has to tell us, why doesn't that include gun violence? Mm-hmm. You can imagine the montage. There's a guy surrounded by people in long jackets, and they all appear to have pretty powerful weapons shooting at the guy. I hope none of them miss, because then they would shoot themselves in the circular firing squad. When liberals scream, do something after a mass shooting, why aren't we also dealing with the fact that the average American kid sees 200,000 acts of violence on screens before the age of 18? And that, according to the FBI, one of the warning signs of a potential school shooter is a fascination with violence-filled entertainment. Did I mention this is Bill Maher? You're hearing? Concerned that Hollywood is making impressions on children and it is leading to bad acts. Wow, there are some days I'd actually like to be on the Bill Maher show sitting next to him to say, Hey, Bill, I think you're right about the gun connection. That people see violence, some, not all, some are going to emulate it. Some are going to find a thrill. Some are going to think that it's okay. Some are going to have their moral compass so off kilter, it actually makes sense to them to go shoot up a bunch of people in a public place, including public grade schools. But let's extend that. Hollywood has other images that they portray a lot. How's about all of the hookups that are seen in today's Hollywood productions? Do you think that might be having an influence on the kids too, Bill? But he probably wouldn't object to that. It's funny. Hollywood is the wokest place on earth in every other area of social responsibility. They have intimacy coordinators on set to chaperone sex scenes. They hire sensitivity readers to go through and edit scripts. Disney stood up to the don't say gay law. Another studio spent $10 million to digitally remove Kevin Spacey from a movie. But when it comes to the unbridled romanticization of gun violence, crickets. Weird. The only thing we don't call a trigger is the one that actually has a trigger. (laughs) Hmm. Bill Maher. Concerned about Hollywood's portrayal of guns. What world are we living in these days? Uh If you make a movie today, you can't show bullying, fat shaming, shaming, girl chasing, gay baiting, ethnic stereotypes, or underage hookups where drinking is involved. You know, what we used to call comedies. (laughs) Once again, I would have to ask, though, what about those portrayals of young kids drinking, bad behavior, drug use? Why aren't we concerned about that, too, Mr. Marr? (laughs) But those... But those things are bad, and everyone knows you can't platform bad things. You know what you can still platform? One guy who's the hero getting over a grudge by mowing down a multitude of human beings. You can imagine what this looks like. (laughs) 
Because no impressionable young male would ever imitate that. Which would lead us to another subject, and that might be who our young men do emulate. Don't know if you read the story. It was published, well, pretty much every place. A number of representatives, none of whom I'm familiar with, but they decided to comment on Father's Day. Data from the United States Census Bureau shows that nearly 18.5 million children grow up without their fathers. Huh. Could that be a connection to gun violence and bad behavior when they don't have a pop who is teaching them how to actually use these arms and to not abuse them by shooting up a schoolroom? The United States owns the title of the world's leader in fatherlessness. Hey, you think the economy is bad? Wait till you see what this does to our nation. (laughs) This is what takes it down. Bill Maher is right. Impressionable young men. And who is teaching them? Social media, Hollywood. From this particular article, from economic, it's Fox News, from economic prosperity, increased academic performance to improved social mobility, fathers in their respective homes continue to be a key indicator of success for all children across racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic lines. Please note this statistic. 85% of children and teens with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 70% of adolescent patients in drug and alcohol treatment centers originate from homes without fathers. So you're right, Bill. They are impressionable. Who's making the impressions? Now, the usual suspects on the far left will say that I'm delivering some sort of conservative rant here or that I'm undermining gun control. No, because you're not going nearly far enough. So don't worry. No hugs from us. No, it's neither. It's just what's real. There's a pie chart of why mass shootings happen, and we don't know exactly how much of each of the pieces is responsible, but the major ones are... Mm, He's going to miss them, but you probably guessed that. Mental health. That is, broken young men who feel like losers and want the world to hurt like they do. Easy access to guns. Kids having smartphones, which makes losers feel even worse because of the bullying and all the fake lives that look better than theirs. And yes, yes, crazy amounts of gun violence in movies and TV. (laughs) And no fathers. (laughs) And no belief in God. And diminished church attendance. Don't know if you saw the Gallup poll. But we have shrunk. In 1944, when Gallup first asked the nation, do you believe in God? 98% said yes. Today it's 81. Hey, that's going to make a difference, isn't it? So while I thank Bill Maher for his astute observation about gun violence in Hollywood playing itself out on the streets, it doesn't go nearly far enough because it would ultimately raise a question. What in the world can we do to avoid this type of atrocious behavior and they don't want to hear that answer because it involves jesus this is wretched radio 
Hey, thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We know you have infinite choices in what gets your time, and we don't take for granted that you've chosen Wretched Radio. And we also want to thank those of you who are monthly Wretched Gospel Partners. Without your support, we could not do all that we're able to do. From Wretched Radio and Wretched TV to other productions like Road Trip to Truth, Transformed, and Breaking Bread, not to mention the many resources available in the Wretched store, they're all possible only because of you and your ongoing support. If you're not already a monthly Wretched Gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider becoming one? Help us continue producing quality productions that reach millions with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And know that we take seriously our stewardship of the resources you provide. That's why we're audited yearly by the ECFA, so you know we're accountable to you. Get all the information you could ever need about becoming a monthly Wretched Gospel partner now by visiting wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Here's a preborn story that starts out a little on the bitter side, but ends up being very sweet. Neighborhood pastor's daughter ends up pregnant, and she was very abortion-minded, not wanting to face the consequences of her indiscretion. And she met her baby on the ultrasound. She just wept uncontrollably. Couldn't do it. That baby's alive today because an ultrasound was underwritten for a girl. And otherwise, even though she was a Christian, saw abortion as the easy answer. That is the power of an ultrasound. When a woman in crisis sees her baby. 80% of the time she chooses life for just $28. You could provide one of those ultrasounds, but I would ask you, how many ultrasounds might you be able to provide? The more ultrasounds, the more saved babies. Please consider what you can do at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Why do we believe so much in biblical counseling? And it's comments like these. I just haven't thought of it that way. Pretty intense, huh? Those are comments from real people receiving real biblical counseling for real issues in season one of Transformed. Released this year, Transformed is like nothing else you'll see on Christian TV. You're a fly on the wall witnessing real biblical counseling sessions. With Dr. Greg Gifford, professor of biblical counseling at the Masters University, he's our host and biblical counselor conducting these sessions, which deal with issues like anxiety, OCD, anger, trauma, depression, and much more. And Dr. Dale Johnson, the executive director of ACBC, is our other host. Dr. Johnson chalk talks the sessions to provide a deeper understanding of biblical counseling. Transformed is truly a one-of-a-kind production, providing you with an up-close look at the hope and relief only the Bible can provide. Transformed, from brokenness to wholeness. And it's available now at transformed.org. Important dates in Christian history. 1948, the World Council of Churches is formed as an interdenominational body promoting Christian unity and presence in society. Modern ecumenism saw differing denominations work together in spiritual and social causes, but also resulted in the watering down of Christian doctrine. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Talk about a clarifying moment. This is Wretched Radio. Matt Walsh, Roman Catholic talk show host with The Daily Wire, made a documentary asking the very challenging question, what is a puppy? And he went to veterinarians. He went to medical doctors, even though they studied on human beings. And none of them could actually define what a puppy is, and you say, well, that's just dumb. 
And I say, well, I'm not going to argue with you because that wasn't the question. It was, what is a woman? (laughs) And he put together a documentary that exposes the thinking of our day. If the movie has benefit, I have not seen it. But if it has benefit, it puts onto celluloid, not that we do that anymore, what the world is thinking and what the world is thinking is just detached from reality. The question now is that we'll attempt to answer, what do we do? You see a movie like What is a Woman from Matt Walsh and you're whipped up because you are probably the target of the film. Permit me to present to you a review of a review. That's right. Tim Shalley's He's getting all highfalutin, the Tim Shalley's. What is a woman review? He is finding himself in hot water because he actually said, you know, maybe there were certain parts of that movie that could have been done better. And I think he raises some interesting observations that you and I do well to consider. He was thinking about some stuff that I'm probably not always inclined to ponder when I am consuming something that somebody is trying to feed me. Make no mistake about it. Anything that is entertainment, anything that is art, there is a worldview that is being promoted. And that worldview is to be digested by you. And it can get in there. And if I'm not thinking really thoroughly, I might let some stuff in that isn't so good. From Tim Challey's review... Matt Walsh takes a few cheap shots, tosses out a few easy insults, and interviews a few soft targets, like the naked dude wandering the city streets and the person who identifies as a wolf. I saw that little snippet where he's talking to a woman who thinks that she's a wolf and she goes out and she can communicate with wolves. It's so painfully obvious this woman needs help. And she was used for the movie's purpose, which we should be asking, what is it? From Tim Challies, and it is here that I think we ought to consider this. When we have the truth on our side, we can engage with an opponent's best arguments with every bit as much confidence as their worst. That is a great point. Now, in fairness to Matt Walsh, he did. He talked to different doctors, women's doctors. (laughs) Okay, here's a question for you. And someday we're all going to go, well, today's the day. When will we stop seeing male and female symbols on bathroom doors? (laughs) Because if it isn't genetics, if it isn't your actual physical makeup, then, then what is a woman? What is a man? Why don't they have a picture of an oak tree on one and a bicycle chain on the other? Because what's a man? What's a woman? When will that day come? I suspect we might find out soon enough. Tim Challey's, I think, asking a thoughtful question. Did Matt engage with the brightest and the best arguments? Because that would be super helpful. But I think Tim Challey's keeps going and is very helpful. Some of the soft targets could as easily have been replaced by people making a stronger argument. And that might better equip viewers to engage with those who hold to this gender ideology. I think he's right. Let's take on the best. Let's let's not straw man. Let's not go for the easy stuff. Let's engage them because we can. From Chally's, there may be a place for satire or outright mockery. 
But there's also a place to take on and refute the absolute best arguments an opponent can offer. Now, I think that's interesting. He now launches into something that I think is actually helpful for you and me. You and I are making documentaries. We aren't showing films and being invited onto Fox News, but we all have a sphere of influence, don't we? The question is, what are we trying to accomplish with what we say and do? Because I think Tim is right to take a look at a movie like What is a Woman, which, by the way, he commends and says it's worth your time. But he does raise the question, what was Matt going for? What was the point? Who was he trying to persuade? And here's a question to consider. If, let's just say if, you had some transgender neighbors, would you invite them over to watch this? I suspect not, because it would be kind of, I don't know, offensive. Now, whether you think Matt crossed that line or not, let's ask the question about ourselves. How do I deliver truth? Can I deliver truth in a way that is truthful and yet in a way that isn't mocking or mean or condescending? Can I do that as a Christian? Because we are called on to do that very thing. From Tim Challies, I found myself wondering, what is the purpose of a production like this? Is it meant to persuade those who disagree with its premises? Or does it have a different purpose altogether? I don't expect it to convince those who are not already convinced. That's probably true. And I suspect it is largely preaching to the choir. And that raises another question. What does Matt want the choir to sing? What does he want? This is so typical these days. And I'm just sharing. I haven't seen the movie. Tim commends it. I trust him. I'm not saying don't see it. I'm just saying we need to actually think critically about everything that is put in front of us. And what is put in front of us to consume so often is this. No, we are going to take this. It's time to do something. Back to you, Stan. And then that's the end of it. And I think that's what happened in the movie that Matt Walsh made titled What is a Woman? No doubt you would watch it. Hopefully, in part, we'd be grieved. We might learn some stuff. I suspect we would. We might be shocked. I think we should have probably a pretty big amount of pity because we're clearly dealing with people who are really needing help. And a, pol and a polite and kind society would offer the help, not let them live in delusion. So we get whipped up. And then what? What, what, what do we do now? What, where, where do we go from here? What am I supposed to do with the recognition that these people have mental issues? And the answer was nothing. Nothing. Be careful about how much of that you consume because you might find yourself a little grumpier than you used to be. I've actually taken some time because, well, I've got a lot of free time to ask myself the question, am I more pleasant today or am I crabbier today? And I hate the answer to it. I don't, I don't think that I'm as 
um, chipper as I once was. And I wonder if it's because of all of the assaults on Christianity, on Jesus Christ, on traditional thinking, if you will, that it's caused us to be a little bit sour. And I wonder if fair like this might contribute to that also. I know it happens on Fox News perpetually. I know it happens in a lot of podcasts. They always point out the problem, get you agitated and stirred, but then never give you marching orders. Well, thankfully, Christianity has them, and I don't need to get whipped up. I need to have a heart of compassion, knowing that these people are going to perish on Judgment Day, and it is going to be eternally brutal for them. We need to be the church who truthfully proclaims Jesus Christ is Lord. That is our mandate. That is our calling. Those are our marching orders. What do these people need? Well, they do need help, but they need salvation. Do we really expect Chris Evans of Lightyear, who called Christians who are opposed to a same-sex kiss idiots, dinosaurs that need to be ignored, is he just suddenly going to go, you know what? I need to change my thinking on this. He can't. What he needs is a heart change. So if you and I are distraught by the scenarios that are being put in front of us these days and the stories that they are indeed juicy, let's watch our hearts, that we don't let them turn sour and bitter. I'm committed to go to work on mine because I wouldn't say that at this moment I'm a nasty person. I'm polite to folks, certainly, but I'm not as friendly with folks as I used to be. I've noticed that. It's, a, it's, 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 it's not as ready. And I've got to ask myself the question, what is contributing to that? Because I do not want to be a curmudgeonly Christian. I don't want to be sourpuss, sour grapes, who is just disgusted with everyone. Instead, I want to look at them with compassion and witness to them. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, you know how most schools start the day reciting the Pledge of Allegiance? Well, one first grade class in Wisconsin doesn't recite that pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the Afro-American people. Oh, and since this is radio, you can't see that the teacher is also telling the students to raise their fists in a black power salute. And how is this not racism? Well, it is. It is racism of the manipulative kind. And speaking of teachers who need new careers, a self-described socialist high school teacher in Hawaii had one of those pointless Twitter debates a few months back spewing hatred for the Florida Parental Rights and Education Bill. In one of the comments, he said it was right-wingers who had a desire to show pornography to children, but there was a whole lot of irony in his comment because last week that same teacher was arrested for showing child pornography and admitting to having sex with a 13-year-old student. Doesn't seem like he's going to have to concern himself over that Florida parental rights and education bill anymore. And we have even more teachers that parents need to be on the lookout for. This next happens to be a preschool teacher. You might feel like a boy. You might feel like a girl. You might feel like both boy and girl or like neither. And this is the exact nonsense that Florida Bill and those like it aim to eliminate. This lady doesn't just need to be out of a job. She needs to be in jail. 
Now, the FBI has announced investigations into numerous attacks of pro-life pregnancy centers across the country. The attacks, of course, have been happening just ahead of the Supreme Court's forthcoming decision that could overturn Roe v. Wade. The agency, in what I honestly call a welcome surprise, said last week that these attacks are potential acts of domestic violent extremism. I wouldn't say they're potential domestic extremism. I'd say that's exactly what they are. But it is encouraging the FBI is looking into these matters. Nearly two months ago, police in India were sent to a home where they arrested a Christian pastor, then tied him to a tree and beat him for singing during a family devotion time. A Hindu neighbor videoed the singing and sent it to police who arrived and told the pastor that he was being arrested on suspicion of forcible conversion because hymns were part of converting people, all the while completely ignoring the fact that the entire family were followers of Christ. Though the man was eventually released, he was warned not to tell anyone about the police assaults. One Christian leader in the area said the government, the police, and the media have all come together to target Christians. India ranks 10th on the latest open doors list of countries where it's most difficult to be a Christian. And as we tell you frequently here at Wretched, please make sure that you are making the time to fervently and continuously pray for all of our brothers and sisters abroad. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible Jude was the brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wrote an epistle to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. He contends for the faith with a passionate and vehement attack against false teachers. When you want to know God's concern for the truth, Jude has 25 intense verses just for you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Yeah? Yeah, we can do politics too, you know. This is Wretched Radio. Did you see the video of the President of the United States falling off of a bicycle? Did you see a meme? Did you get a funny Instagram? We would like to offer political commentary, well, sort of, on the President falling off of a bike. You will not hear this commentary anyplace else. There might be good reason for that, but... My commentary about it when I saw this was, what's a 79-year-old man doing on a bicycle? What, what, is, what is an adult who is not as fit as he once was doing on a bike? Why would a 79-year-old, who is the leader of the free world, I guess, what is he doing on a bike? Why doesn't anybody ask that question? Why do we need to see? I get it. We need to see that he's fit and he's able to do stuff. All right, go do something adult-like. Okay, nothing wrong with bikes if you're an adult. But at some point, you've got to look at it and not only say it's dangerous, but it's also not dignified. It's just, it's just bonkers. It is another demonstration that elderly men seem to refuse to act like elderly men and say, I don't ride bikes anymore. There's a reason for it. It's not safe, and I'm too old for that. And it doesn't mean infirm. It means I'm just too old to be doing things like that. You say, you're being a little bit judgmental because I know adults ride bikes. Yeah, I know. I've got a bike, too. And at some point... Okay, it's been a number of years since I've been on it, kind of sitting in the garage. The point is, 
at some point I've got to ask, is this something that just now needs to be left behind? This is this is a younger person's game. I need to present myself in such a way that it reflects my age. In other words, I need to grow old well. And the 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 perpetual desire to be youthful, to present yourself as young, to me is an indicator we are listening to the siren song of society that says old, dumb, old, dead, young, cool, young, happening. And I think we need to reject that. Said this before, would say it again. If you want to do things to make yourself look younger, that is that is totally up to you. But I would encourage you to be freed from the pressure to do it, to to do things that artificially make you look younger. I'm I'm you can go ahead and do those things, but you don't have to feel pressure from the world and give in to them. I understand there could be reasons for you to do that, but as a Christian. I need to work through those issues pretty carefully and not listen to the perpetual pressure of the world that says, be young, because the next thing you know, your foot's going to get caught in a toe strap in front of reporters, and you're going to fall down and look really foolish. You're welcome. Jimmy, that was political commentary on the president's bike ride. That was good. Pretty insightful stuff, it, huh? It really was. Oh, no. You know what I forgot? What? Hold on. Did you see did you see it? What is this guy doing in the White House? He can't even ride a bike. <laughs> there we go. Now we've tackled political news appropriately. Speaking of the President of the United States, he just signed one of them their executive orders. And it does have some implications for us. If you're Canadian, you know what I'm talking about. It's called Bills Against Conversion Therapy. And whilst we would look back over the evangelical landscape and say, yeah, there were some ministries that were awful, not pretty awful, downright terrible, trying to convert people who are crooked into being straight, It was lacking gospel. It was lacking theology. It was lacking a high view of God. It was just, it was awful. The problem is that is equated with trying to help somebody think straight about their gender and to think correctly about sexuality. And if you do anything to try to persuade somebody, hey, that's not the right way to live, then you're doing conversion therapy. And according to the president of the United States, that means you are violating the executive order. This is what happened. The executive order calls on the administration to safeguard LGB, etc., plus youth. Wow. At what point are they going to have to cut back on some of the additions to this? This is not going to fit on a business card. LGBTQI plus youth. Huh. Well, why not pets? Why? What's the difference? It's coming. <laughs> Probably. Calls on the administration to safeguard the youth, etc., from dangerous practices like so-called conversion therapy, efforts to suppress or change an individual's sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. That is written vaguely enough that it could cause a lot of problem. If you're a biblical counselor, you've got a child who is struggling with these issues. You're a pastor who even proclaims from the pulpit, there is a straight, there is a crooked. 
God has defined what it is. Furthermore, he's made it clear we live in a binary world. There are boys and there are girls, period. You talk like that, you could be in big trouble real soon. I know it's just an executive order, but you've got the backing of the American Psychological Association. Defines conversion therapy as, quote, counseling and psychotherapy to attempt to eliminate individual sexual desires for a member of their own sex. Uh-oh. The association criticizes ex-gay ministries and religious groups that use religion to attempt to eliminate those desires. Have you ever seen anything like this before? Have you ever, studying history, seen a society that said, you know, this thing that we thought was pretty obvious and and wrong for, you know, thousands of years. Let's do the exact opposite and promote it and punish those who are opposed to it. It, it, It's fascinating to me that this is where we're at. But then I think about Romans 1. This is is what happens. This is why (laughs) Romans 1, rather prescient for our time and rightly revealing the natural slide the swirl that just goes down the bowl, it is going to involve sexual issues. And so it is in our culture. Romans 1 is right again. The president's order claims conversion therapy is a discredited practice that research indicates can cause significant harm. Here it comes, including higher rates of suicide-related thoughts and behaviors. Right. Please note, As we discussed last week here on Wretched Radio, there are studies that say just the opposite, that kids who go through these conversions, they end up so miserable, they take their own lives. It doesn't liberate them. It it throws the key away. Their thoughts are in bondage. Conversion practices lock them in, and they can't get out, at least not get out without being maimed. And I mean literally maimed. President Biden also ordered several executive agencies to work together to develop an action plan to promote an end to conversion therapies use around the world. That's right. America's America has no problems, no struggles, and people aren't hurting anyplace else. We need to make sure that somebody can get lots of drugs, which they make awful lot of money on and defy common sense. Unbelievable. Well, sort of unbelievable. Here's a story that just indicates, again, we are living in a society, and it is global, that is just confused. Man, this is Scotland. Man rejected from blood drive over pregnancy question. So now in Scotland, when you go to give blood, they ask, are you pregnant? And they even ask it of males. This guy thought that was a little goofy. So they sent him home. I'm surprised he didn't get arrested, quite honestly. The fellow said, I pointed out to the staff that it was impossible for me to be in that position. (laughs) What is a woman? I said it was impossible for me to be in that position, but I was told that I would need to answer. Otherwise, I couldn't give blood. I told them that was stupid. And that if I had to leave, I would choose a different word, but I wouldn't argue with the sentiment. 
And if I was, if I wouldn't be back, and that was it, I got on my bike and cycled away, and scratched his head, wondering what. Apparently, the guy gave blood his whole life since he was eighteen, and now because he didn't answer the question, "Are you pregnant?" He can't give blood. What a world. What a lost, groping, darkened world that we live in. And we have two choices, don't we? We can get pugnacious, crusty, condescending, or we can look at it biblically. Lost, lost, damned, damned doubly damned and get about the business of being the church. This is Wretched Radio. This is our dear brother Max in Ukraine, who's been a Tomorrow Club leader now for almost 20 years, giving us a picture of what is going on currently in Ukraine, specifically regarding the activity of the Tomorrow Clubs. Normally, kids clubs where they meet every week to hear the gospel but right now those tomorrow club leaders are spending their efforts simply trying to minister to people who are in danger or who have nothing and our tomorrow club leaders in the west are trying to to meet the needs of those families who had to escape serving them it's a good opportunity to show christ to them in this time of trial There are many who need the bare necessities of life. Tomorrow Clubs is trying to serve them in that regard. Would you please consider what you might do for Ukrainian believers at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Are we heading toward a dystopian society? Who decides what is good and evil? Who decides what truth is? Are there such things as fate or free will? Morals? Are we born with those? Or does the culture we live in inform them? Those are all really good questions and topics that we tackle daily on Wretched Radio and TV. Our goal has always been to preach the gospel, equip others to preach the gospel, and strengthen the local church. And we're only able to do that with the help of our gospel partners. If you are a Wretched Gospel partner, thank you so much for your support, which has allowed us to create compelling quality productions that catch the eye of unbelievers but aren't so cringy they make believers blush. And if you aren't currently, would you pray about becoming a monthly Wretched Gospel partner? Help us continue to reach millions all over the world with the gospel. Just visit wretched.org donate, or you can also just as easily text the word wretched to the number 44321. Surprise! I continue to be surprised by MediShare, even though I researched it like nobody's business before Mrs. Freel and I committed to affordable biblical health sharing as opposed to our traditional insurance plan. I researched, but I did not know all of the things that I'm discovering about MediShare. For instance, people are way more satisfied after making the switch. The customer satisfaction rate is double that of typical health insurance plans. Double. Is MediShare right for everyone? No, nothing really is. But it might be right for your family, and you might be very, very happy with it, especially when you're saving, on average, $500 per month per family. Interested? Learn more at MediShare.com slash wretched, or receive a quote within two minutes by calling 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. 
Lexicon. There are many words to help us understand the nature of the Bible. Words like sufficiency. The Bible tells us everything we need to know about God. Salvation, doctrine and life. We do not need any additional revelation to know who God is and what He requires of us. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Can't wait to see your emails. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, I have a suspicion going to get some emails about my bike riding commentary regarding the <laughs> President of the United States. Oh. I thought it was poignant. I thought it was too. Astute political observation. I, I, I agree. Do you think that a 79-year-old should be riding a bicycle? <laughs> it depends. It depends okay. on the 79-year-old. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not the point. It's not about whether they have the ability to stay safe. It's to, Okay, what if he'd been roller skating? What if he had been <laughs> no, on a pogo okay, stick? Okay, okay. No, no. All right, if he had been on a pogo stick, you'd go, what are you doing bouncing on a pogo stick? It is indignified. Yeah, I agree with exactly. that. Exactly. You're to be an elder statesman, not pretending to be youthful, as if somehow everybody's going to go, what is he, like, 35? I've never... Oh, he's 79! Get out of town. Send your emails to idea at wretched.org, idea at wretched.org. And perhaps this story kind of captures an issue that I think you and I do well to discuss, that you and I do well to ponder at the dinner table. How are we going to live in a world that is increasingly dark? And specifically, will we speak out? I think there needs to be a lot of liberty in this, different situations, different people at different levels of spiritual maturity. But right now, we are being thrust back into the first, second, and third centuries of Christendom when persecution was prevalent, when it was indeed a shameful thing to believe in Jesus Christ. Now, did everybody back then boldly go to the streets and proclaim, you're sinning, repent? No. But it seems that they were willing to take a beating for the sake of truth and the gospel. And as we find ourselves regressing in time to an era where Christianity was looked down upon, we need to ask, will we use our tongues to speak truth and words of life? Headline, secular intolerance of Christians' view is leading to self-censorship. In other words, we scared to say anything. Please note, I get it. You work, providing for your family. I get it. I'm just not sure that we are going to have the option to be silent on some of these issues and not get creamed for it. Remember, this is not about tolerance. This is about affirmation. The report titled Perceptions on Self-Censorship, Confirming and Understanding the Chilling Effect, Case studies from France, Germany, Colombia, and Mexico. People fear being subjected to legal proceedings or being criminally sanctioned on charges of discrimination, while others fear being subject to disciplinary proceedings in their workplaces. Or you get doxxed. Or you just get your name dragged through the mud. That's the world we live in. Let's, let's offer grace to one another as we try to figure out how now shall we live in this world? But I think we would be down the road a bit further if we asked, okay, am I going to stand? When these issues come up, what am I going to say? 
how am I going to be a light in darkness? And there's plenty of that going on, isn't there? Here you go, New York City. I think they must have just a budget windfall. They've got tons of money in New York City. I'm sure they're not running in the red. New York City spends 200,000 tax dollars to bring drag performers to public schools. Well, isn't that cool right there? That is a great use of resources. Um, well, all the kids, they've got all of the necessary tools that they need yeah. uh, to do bonkers math. I'm sorry, new math. <laughs> uh, $207,000 in 2018. Council of the Arts, Cultural Affairs, Department of Education, and Community Development. Using your money Oh, here, there's a, you know what? We keep forgetting about New York because California is just drubbing New York lately in insanity. We forget about New York. You, If you're a liberal, you can't leave. Please don't move to Greenville, South Carolina. Nashville, live in your utopia. You made it, sleep in it. But please don't come down here. I'm telling you. I, I can tell there's there's just a lot of folks that are different. <laughs> and there's a lot of money coming in from New York and California because the prices of housing these days is absolutely phenomenal. And I don't mean that in an incredibly great way. The Biden White House announces global racial agenda. Cool. All's well on the American home front. Let's go after the globe to work on a racial agenda. Special rep will have broad authority because he or she will be in charge of institutionalizing an enterprise-wide approach to integrating racial and ethnic equity. According to the email addressing institutional racism, strengthening democracy worldwide, our national security imperatives, and essential foundation of President Biden's foreign policy. Huh. I didn't know that was our job. Special representative will be charged with promoting systems of inclusion that stop bias, prejudice, and violence. We're all opposed to violence. And aid in creating more inclusive societies. You don't suppose that's going to involve people who have different views on sexuality and gender, do you? Federal government spent almost $800 million in Afghanistan promoting gender equality. <laughs> which failed due to traditional gender norms. I wonder if Chris Evans is going to talk about the Muslims and their dinosaur idiotic, we need to shun them behavior. No, he's not. I'm guessing. But he is a superhero and he's light here. He should be able to feel safe by criticizing Muslims, shouldn't he? Perhaps you heard about the uh, family-friendly pride event which features unbaptisms by a satanic temple and a drag dance party. I just... <sighs> Put me in a room with a box of crack and I couldn't write headlines like this. That's all I'm saying to you. Is it uh, okay, let me, let me try a crazy one. I, okay, I'm just going to swing for the fences on this one. Because there are so many homeless people who get hepatitis and get very sick from using dirty needles. The government should pay tax dollars 
to buy them clean hypodermic needles. <laughs> no. That's crazy. No, that's happening. All righty, then back to the drawing board. <laughs> you know what's next then? The drugs. Yeah. Some of it's got fentanyl. It's killing people. We need to, the government needing to make sure people are safe because there's so much fentanyl going on that's killing people. We need to start having the, I think the government needs to be providing the cocaine for people because fentanyl problem. Okay. All right. Here's the deal with that. That's the headline. Government to provide not just free hypodermic needles, but free drugs, the illegal kind. Uh, anybody want to anybody want to take that bet? Oh, they're already <laughs> um, doing something similar. Need to remember what? what? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember, but they're going to allow certain amounts of illegal drugs. Oh, sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's a TV show. I am. Wow. I find myself just glued to it. And it's even in a foreign language. It's all subtitled. Uh, Crackbusters, something like that. It's about the airports. It's either in Italy or Colombia. It's the drug people that are stopping people from being mules and bringing in drugs. It's super sad because so many of these people, they are in genuinely desperate spots. Somebody comes along and says, hey, we'll give you this much money to risk your freedom. If you tote these drugs into a foreign country, it is absolutely fascinating. And there was they had one in New York. It's on on the Discovery Channel. They celebrate Pride Month there. They were in New York. I can't remember which one of the airports, JFK, maybe. And this woman came through and, yeah, she had some pot. And it was slightly above that legal amount of pot that you can carry. What did what, what legal amount of pot? <laughs> so they call up the local authorities and they went, let them go. We don't. It's too puny for us to be concerned with. We've got people selling heroin on the streets, which could be alleviated. Also, just think of the budget expense in the police department. If the government would just provide free cocaine for everyone, this is making more and more sense, isn't it? Let's see if I'm Nostradamus. Well, it turns out that the family friendly pride event featuring unbaptisms by a satanic temple and drag dance parties. Now, uh, they were they decided that they are not going to let the Satanists there do unbaptisms. It originally said, join the satanic temple of Austin and our community of civic minded minded Satanists. And allies, as we provide an op opportunity for religious liberation and self-worship. There you go. Now we're being honest about things. That's the agenda. So they didn't let the they didn't allow them to do nope, that. Not gonna, not going to do it. Hmm. Not, I thought pride was about inclusion. Well, it is about inclusion. They they shouldn't be able to to stop that if they were consistent, but they're not. But the question for us is, am I ever going to use my tongue to talk about it? Until tomorrow, go serve your king.